0: Hello, welcome to this week's episode of the Empowered Artists Collective podcast. My name is Jennifer Apple, she, her, and I'm so grateful that you have tuned in, especially given everything that is going on in the world. I hope that you are taking care of yourself, whatever and however that looks like for you. Today's episode is truly why I started the podcast. Now, I know I can't say that I have favorites because they all hold a gorgeous special place in my heart, but this week's episode with Jazz Hall is actually why I started this podcast. It is philosophical. We talk about really large topics like success regret, freedom, imposter syndrome. We name these things as being a connector instead of furthering us into isolation. How we can actually define these things for ourselves, community, Really, this is a conversation that I wish I had access to 20 years ago. I wish people around me were talking about these things when I first started out. And I'm incredibly grateful that you are here to tune in and listen now. Enjoy.
1: Hello, hello, hello. I am here with somebody who has become, I'd say one of my favorite people and again, somebody I've never met in the flesh. Um, over this pandemic, which feels so strange, Um, but someone whose work I deeply admire and whose thoughts are just eloquent beyond and who is innovating in a way that I aspire to create within this industry and somebody who is truly what I feel is reimagining the way in which we tell stories and the way in which we all can show up to tell those stories. Anyway, without further ado one of my favorite people, Jazz Hall. Hello. Hi, Jennifer. I know I said I wouldn't give you like a full introduction, but like, I guess. I I know. know. I was like, so much to love to. Eloquent beyond. (laughs) I mean, it's true. I mean, it's real. Jazz has been with EAC, yeah, since the beginning, and it was because we slid into your DMs, I think, being like, I think that's how, right? We slid into your DMs being like, you we really, we've kind of stalked you and found you and think you're really dope. <laughs> you don't know us.
2: That's like... literally what happened. Uh, but I'm always down for an artistic DM sliding. I yeah. think that's probably the only one that's copacetic.
1: <laughs> yeah. I know. Otherwise, we need to have a conversation about boundaries. Um, well, before before we kind of jump on in, tell the listener who you are today or what they maybe would like to know or you think they need to know about you in this moment. For
2: sure. Thank you. Also, thank you for saying who you are today. I think that like ourselves are like ever evolving entities and so we should be able to show up as who we are in the present moment and then keep moving forward. Um, But hey folks, I'm Jazz Hall. My pronouns are they, them. Gosh, I used to have a whole spiel, and so many things have changed in recent times that uh, it's completely different. I am currently a freelance artist. I am a director, producer, I work in casting, a performer. Um, So formerly multi-hyphenate, currently interdisciplinary, I think is the Mm -hmm. language I'm using moving forward. Um, Yeah, I care about art and marginalized and minority groups and art by those groups, and building community. Uh, I also have a collective, artistic collective for queer independent artists of color called Womb the Creation Space, um, which was doing some producing during the pandemic of just like giving folks a platform to like do shows in their living rooms because we're doing them anyway. So why not have yeah. an audience who can tip you? Um, and currently, I am at the Oregon Shakespeare Festival, where I am assistant directing and understudying *Once on This Island*, which will run for the full season. That's um, great. Yeah, oh my gosh, it's been amazing. Rehearsals are we're a month in, and they're going swimmingly.
1: Yes, see y'all. This is, you know, when people say you can't do it all. I mean, like, what does that even mean? Because, like, just having your foot in all of these little pockets I would imagine just inspires and um enhances the work that you do in all the spaces you know it's just an expansion rather than a limitation and it's just a different way of thinking about it
2: absolutely and I think it's so interesting too because I come across folks especially from like the generation prior to mine who have also dabbled in this but I find that other folks are so quick to try to label them as like the person they met them as, Mm. as opposed to like allowing that person to introduce themselves and say, these are the things I do. These are the things I'm interested in. So I'm really excited for like, in the arts moving forward, that that's kind of the way we begin to engage and meet people. So I'm like, yeah, I will claim all of the titles of work that I do and imposter syndrome be damned.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Well, I love that as a transition. Let's talk about, I mean, for you, how do you navigate that for yourself in perhaps a world when you engage with people who may speak a different language about that the labeling of things, right? I feel like we're now gonna be throwing labels around. So I want to like put a caveat of like the the language has restrictions. And that's something that I've personally have really been finding myself consciously coming up against as I try to explain and unravel and learn more Ooh. about unpacking all this stuff. So I just want to caveat for myself that I'm, I may say or use words that I don't necessarily mean because I don't necessarily have the formatted thought through it. So I'm going to work through it. Anyway, with that, how do you find that you navigate for yourself talking to others who may not have that same vocabulary around all the different interdisciplinary hats? for lack of a better term, Mm. that you use and being able to engage in a dialogue that doesn't feel restrictive.
2: Yeah, for sure. You know, I think I'm still navigating what that space looks like. But the through line of it for me is that I always can only speak my own truth Mm -hmm. and so as I'm engaging in these conversations and if someone's like oh so you're an actor and I'm like well actually I do perform but I also right so it's just like how can you plug your own self and your own talents and skills and interests in whatever conversation you're having um because you never know like that's the crazy thing about networking is my little sidebar like Mm. you never know who knows somebody else and like if folks can see your truth and like understand from your mouth what you're interested in and what you're trying to do they're much more likely to be able to like plug you to their friend or yeah. you know make make those connections assist in making connections um so i kind of just tell people who i am and if i think that they've got it wrong i'm like well let me <laughs> reintroduce myself or you know clarify yeah.
1: yeah how did you learn to feel confident to do that
2: oh <laughs>
1: but, I mean maybe that's a really like invasive let's talk to your therapist kind of question but, like,
2: I don't even know if it's invasive but no it is a deeper one like it has really been a long 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 journey for me of like navigating self-esteem issues and like imposter syndrome as previously named you know that before we had a word for it yeah. um and uh I don't know, I kind of got to this place where I've been through so many things in life at the whim of other people's categories of me or trying to assimilate or fit into what I've been told I'm supposed to do and found myself not living in my full true self. And I like you can, it's hard to know when you're in your true self, except that like you don't feel discomfort. Mm. Oh, this is really hard to talk about. I don't know. Hmm. Yeah, I've gone through so much that detracted from who I was that eventually I was just like, okay, well, let me try it this other way. I don't have to move through space in this way anymore, especially if it's not serving me. And I know it's not serving me because I can feel it in my body. Like, Mm -hmm. even if there's no like act. I wish there were a banner that was like, you're on the wrong path, or like, you're <laughs> not doing what you're supposed to be doing. Um, but like, you can feel it as like, some kind of cognitive dissonance in in your body, at least for me, that's how it's manifested. Mm-hmm. Um, like when I get like, I don't know, the hairs on the back of my neck raised, because mm-hmm. someone has called me something that I don't identify by or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I just started like, speaking out on it and also i as a person have always kind of operated in truth like like to a fault i will often put my foot in my mouth because i'm being over honest or i like,
1: think that's why i i think that's why i gravitate towards you because i do the same <laughs> <laughs> very much so <laughs> that i've like, known to do
0: yeah i'm like oh i see i see the i yep i get it yeah i get it And so that's been something I've had to
2: learn how to navigate where I'm like, okay, how you can tell the truth, but like pick and choose when and where you're dropping it. That Mm -hmm. way you're not like right. but like, um, yeah. So when I started like actually leaning into speaking, when I felt compelled to speak, as opposed to squashing down that um, instinct, I was able to begin this journey of like, okay, I'm just going to tell my truth. And like, Sometimes it doesn't happen with confidence. Sometimes Mm -hmm. it's just like out of need because like, I, at at the end of the day too, as an individual want to be understood, I Mm -hmm. I love clarity. And so I often over-explain because I'm trying to get out every version of the words that can like get everyone back to the same place or understand Yeah,
1: Yeah. No, thank you for, um. For navigating that exploration here with me, Um, I know it was kind of like a a deeper question that perhaps both of us didn't anticipate we'd get to so quickly. You know me; I'm like, let's go deep. I really want. (laughs) I love it. I love it so much. I mean, this is such a this is a conversation. The imposter syndrome label, which as you said too like we hadn't had really the vocabulary around that for so long or at least yeah. from my adolescence. I don't remember being like, I
0: am an imposter syndrome feeling person now. Like it's yeah. not like
1: I knew what to call it. You just felt that you were you didn't belong or that somehow you you weren't worthy enough of being in that space. Mm-hmm. But with the language around it now, I feel like it has become some form of healthy, but also perhaps buzzword of an excuse to like be like, well, this is it and I don't have to necessarily take action. I guess. Mm-hmm. With the artists that we've had thus far through our EAC cohorts, and um, I would imagine those who are listening who are newer to our community, it's something that most human beings feel, but perhaps because the arts spaces feel so specific and gated in many capacities that So often perhaps we find ourselves in that feeling more than others may just because there's so many different spaces we're trying to occupy. I guess I would love to have the conversation about imposter syndrome um, while we're here because why not? But also I think there's something about naming it that we allow ourselves to find – commonality in it, Mm. which is the complete antithesis of of what the whole concept is anyway, right? It's like, well, I am the imposter. Therefore, I am the one who is not supposed to be in said, let's call it a space, said space. Whereas recognizing like, oh, no, we are all feeling some form of that within our own selves. And therefore, there's actually a collective understanding around it, which could bring us together in some way. I don't know what I'm getting at, but that's been on my mind about imposter syndrome lately. Mm-hmm. how it's made us feel isolated when it actually could be a connector,
2: yeah, oh, that's such an interesting thought, and I think you're I think you're right, or at least that I agree. um What I think ends up happening too is like as quote unquote imposters or you know as individuals faced with something that may cause you to feel like an imposter, because first and foremost, you are never actually the imposter. Uh Like you might encounter things that cause that feeling within you, but like you yourself are like a whole and beautiful individual Mm -hmm. period. Um, It's part of the human experience where we feel like we're the only ones going through something. And so we don't talk about it. Mm -hmm. And so as things become shrouded in like silos or, you know, just inner thoughts, I think it kind of cuts off our ability to build community around it. So, like, I really agree. And I think that's maybe part of the reason why we have lost out on that opportunity to build a community around the fact that we're all mutually feeling some type of version of this thing. Mm -hmm. And how could we, like, support or help each other through it? And so, by talking about it, like we're doing on the Empowered Artists Collective podcast, we can help demystify some of that and also just, like, bridge the gaps and build some. I don't know the beginnings of connection yeah. or spark the thought that people can connect around it um yeah. for sure.
1: Yeah. I I mean I'm not going to say that this was like the reason EAC started but it definitely was a huge part of it where the the feeling of being in a silo mm-hmm. or an isolation obviously compounded by a pandemic um was something that so many of us retreated into our own spaces to try to cope, which is healthy to like learn about oneself and reflect and recognize what is necessary and important. But it's also, you know, we are a socialized being as humans and there is something about being able to observe in others and then learn for ourselves what that, what is Mm -hmm. necessary for us to exist. Um, I just think it's such an interesting topic that obviously we're not going to like solve anything, but I think even just t- putting it into the universe is, it actually has potential of bringing people together when you talk about it. Yeah. Is perhaps a different, uh, an entrance way of acknowledging that it isn't something that. As you so beautifully said, it's not something that's assigned. We, like, we put it on ourselves despite the fact that we are these gorgeous whole people, however we are in that moment.
0: Mm.
1: And it's something that, in many respects, we have the ability to um, change when and if we enter into a space you know, and it's like, okay, well, today I may be feeling this way, which is an accurate and honest thing. And I acknowledge it and I'm with it and I'm here with it and I'm holding its hand. And I imagine every other person in this room also has some version of that for themselves in some in some way. And therefore, perhaps it's a way for me to enter more whole, mm. l- not wholly as in like an H, but like whole personly. Yeah.
2: <laughs> with freedom, yeah. perhaps, like for exploration. Yeah. Yeah, I get I I think I agree with that. There's something that you said about um, us putting it on ourselves. And I think there's like a little bit of truth to that. But I also think that like, it's born out of like the ways that we as a people, particularly like you Americans from the United States have been like, indoctrinated mm. to like the ways in which we're taught to think about ourselves or our place in the world based on like societal standards yeah. or, you know, this system of capitalism like playing yeah. into interpersonal relationships so i do like i think it's a natural thing to see a example of like the way that something is supposed to be i'm doing lots of air quotes for those listening um <laughs> as in like you know these are the things we're seeing in media, or this is what I'm hearing from legislature like this is quote unquote right mm-hmm. as opposed to like those are some people's ideals, and like I don't necessarily have to agree with those yeah. too um so I think I've spent a lot of time just to circle back to that question of like how did I build the confidence
0: mm-hmm.
2: um, I think I've spent a lot of time in my twenties to now um exploring what beliefs I hold in my physical being, like what was I taught? Mm -hmm. What of that do I actually agree with? What serves me? And then if I, and then continuing to seek out new education on like different ways to look at and interact with the world and my place in it, Mm -hmm. which I think has really given me a lot of the freedom to be like, wow, I was really trying to operate within these bounds and yet it only, you know, caught, a little part of the Venn diagram of who I am. yeah. Um, and so I, all that to say, like, yeah, like, there is some of that, like, oh, I was raised to think this way. So I can't show up in the X way. Um, so I must be an imposter that I can put on myself. But like, it definitely comes from somewhere. Oh, I yeah. Outside of us. I think if we were to raise a generation of little humans, and like, be like, you can do anything like, and people used to tell us that. Yeah. <laughs> growing up you could be an astronaut you yes. can do whatever you want and like you you can but like there are also <laughs> I don't know situations from people's social locations where they were born their religion yeah. the, their family's financial standing um, race gender or the lack thereof that mm-hmm. like really kind of put people into these different starting places on this like journey to self-discovery and also yeah. the journey to like equity in the world Yeah,
1: yeah I think I always, I've talked about this before with friends about, you know, which is better or worse. There's clearly, you know, a lot of things that are better or worse in everything. But back in the day, you know, if your family made shoes and -hmm. your grandfather and your great grandfather and your great, great all made shoes, then you, you know, fell into, I will be a shoemaker. And you did that well. And there was something I would imagine about that time where You know, you would become the best shoemaker ever because you didn't have all the options of all of the Mm. things that one can do. It's like, this is the thing you will do and you'll do it great. And you then leave this earth knowing you were really, really good at something. You were. And yet the flip side is when we're taught young, you can do anything and be anything. And yet you don't necessarily have the resources or the accessibility or the community or the Uh, all of the, the labeling that one needs to have access to all of those things. Mm -hmm. um, It, it becomes this like, nebulous phrase that actually isn't grounded in something so that there's all this potential cho- in theory choice of I could be and do all the things. And yet, where does one begin or yeah. where does one start? Or how do you decide that this is actually the thing when you always know that perhaps the grass is greener because you've been taught that you can do it all,
0: mm-hmm. you know? And
1: I, I'm i so curious to see the ramifications of that, you um, Offering, which is what it had meant, it was meant to be, which is you mm-hmm. can do it all. But for our generation, and I've seen it for myself, I've seen it for my friends, I've seen it for others. Of there, the possibilities really do seem endless. And so this idea of quote-unquote settling for something, which it's not, but this idea of settling on something makes mm-hmm. us feel like we've limited our potential. Yeah. You know, and so. I don't know. That's I, I guess that like leads me to another thought of success. Yeah. <laughs> I know we're talking so lofty. I'm I guess I'm in a mood. But <laughs> this idea of success, right? And how as we're finding these things that perhaps exploring and finding these things that we perhaps um want to use as exploration for our own artistry or human selves. We are taught and told outside of us that there is a sphere through which success is on a barometer. And mm. then it also comes up against our own, right? Which I think maybe is mirrored in the same, you can do anything.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: Um, and I guess I'm wondering, first and foremost, how do you define success? And then let's go from there.
2: Yes. Uh, before I define my… Yeah. Yeah idea of success. I'm so grateful that you asked that question because I do absolutely think that it is an individual thing. Like every individual has to define success for themselves. And I think that's how you end up on your path to figuring out like what brings you joy, what makes you happy, what you'll be most successful at doing as a vocation is because you desire to do it. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, for myself, I think I define success as oh my gosh, peace.
0: Mm. Like
2: peace first and foremost. Um, I've been, I've had a long journey on my, my short number of years on this earth. And, um, I think that peace is something that I strive for. And it's like something that I'm also continually reaching toward as opposed to like a place that I can get and sit and then it's done. It's set mm. down. I, I achieved the thing. Um, So it's cool as a motivator also, because it keeps me constantly evaluating the spaces that I am in by myself in my brain, but also the spaces I put myself in, whether that be personally or artistically. Um, So peace, uh, gosh, success for me looks like community. It looks like building relationships with other folks and being able to support and uphold, offer a foothold, offer, I don't know, just even these lofty conversations from inside of my brain that might be able to help somebody else look at the world differently. Um, And honestly, eventually success will include my like beachside house. Um,
1: Yes. Yes. (laughs) Manifest that. (laughs) Yes. Thank you. Yes. Do you have a specific beach in mind?
2: Um, not quite yet, but I did just go on a trip to Cozumel and experience the Caribbean Sea for the first time, and I'm obsessed. And like, I'm probably moving to Mexico. At
1: some Great, point. we love, we love. Yeah, I mean, I guess I'm not a. I don't know how to manifest the way that I feel like so many of my friends do, and I'm. Yeah honestly envious of the way in which they manifest so deeply because I watch it happen. And and it's like, well, this is something I in theory could do, but I don't, I don't think I have that spiritual connection just yet. I have to work mm. on it, but the more specific they get truly the, the manifestations happen. Yeah. I've, I've been a converted manifester, um, Idealist. I don't know what the phrasing is, but like, (laughs) it's really, it's really kind of wild. So yeah, build that house in in your mind and like. Thank you. um, Yeah, um.
2: I can see it. It has a huge soaking bathtub, like an onsen. Like,
1: ooh, does it have feet or is it like in the ground? Oh no,
2: I think it's a standalone tub that like is. It doesn't have feet and it's flush on the ground, but it stands alone in like the middle of a very large like bathroom space with like sunlights and lots of air and windows and just lots of like nature access
1: yeah like beach view through the bathroom or are we talking like tree view
2: I think beach view through the bathroom so that as I'm sitting in my tub, I can also be like, I'm in the ocean right now. Yes. Yeah.
1: Yeah. No, this is the specificity that we need. Yes. I think. Thank you
2: for asking these questions
1: You're too. You're
2: welcome. You <laughs>
1: Any way I can for others. Yeah. <laughs> for
2: others. No, but yeah. <laughs> Like manifest okay, for Jennifer.
1: <laughs> great. I mean, we'll get there. Maybe one yeah, day. But okay. like, I'm just picturing now. You have like a gorgeous vanity, and there's like you know, like really clean windows. I don't know. I'm now making up my own manifestation yeah. and your manifestation. Yeah, so that's not, not actually vanity. what's happening. We're
2: building the foundation of yours. Yes. Yeah.
1: Listen, listen. I'm more of a mountain gal. Like I don't, yeah. I, I don't need the water. I need like cascading hills yeah. and trees and brush and the smell of woods. And tree and tree top, like birds at the top, you know, yeah. so you, you sense the distance of space yeah. and you feel small, um, but it feels expansive. And anyway, I can maybe we will do an episode about mountains because it's clearly a deep love.
2: Yeah, no, I love this. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Wait, <laughs> do you mind if I turn the question around on you? Sure. Like what is your definition, your personal definition of success?
1: I don't know if I ha- – I feel like it's an, it's an ever-evolving definition.
2: That too, yeah. And it's
1: an ever-evolving exploration because a lot of it, I think, for me, is unpacking the expectations of success mm,
2: mm. that I
1: think I inherited and was taught.
2: Absolutely. That
1: – some of which I still want, frankly, of of these loftier, if we're talking career or p- interpersonal relationships, some of these things and ideals that I still I think I do want, but the way in which the ideals of success were taught and told to me are things mm-hmm. that I, I'm I'm trying to unravel and being open to perhaps the journey that it might take for me to quote unquote reach them. Yeah. So I guess my version of success is maybe similar to yours. It's more like freedom, I think, to explore. Yes. I think there is an ownership that I want with the word success to me and the way in which I relate to the world around me Mm -hmm. and how I can – freely find myself and explore in those parameters to reach those other things. I'm using mm-hmm. a lot of hand gestures for those listening, clearly <laughs> that's how i I think through my own thoughts. but yeah, I think there's I know that's also nebulous, but it it's this it's this knowing that nothing is permanent yes and that. I am a human being who is flawed and beautiful, and that is what makes me, me. And as I continue to grow and expand and explore, I have the ability to try all of the things to nebulously reach these quote unquote ideals that Mm -hmm. on the way I might realize are actually not for me, and that is success. Yes, as opposed to I am on the goal, I'm on the tr- I'm on the trek, and I must go meet the thing, and then missing out on all of this the life stuff on mm-hmm. the way. So maybe it's just the marriage of living with the freedom of doing so as I try to expand towards these beautiful lofty dreams that were taught and told and also became something that I wanted but mm-hmm. re-examining how
2: yes yes
1: I think for mm-hmm. now that's my that's my exactly. current definition
2: I love that for now just to circle back to something we said previously like as we as individuals are able to show up new every day as like this is who I am today. This is what I'm interested in talking about or navigating, interested in learning about and interested in working on. I think that that your definition of success can also shift and change as you learn more about yourself, about the world. I mean, oh my goodness, I feel like I learned so much about myself and how I, I personally would prefer to operate like through... I mean, the shutdown of the past two years through the Panini is, (laughs) I not so lovingly call it, because a hemi blast is what it (laughs) is. I live. I have not heard that one, and I am here. It's ridiculous. But like... Oh my God, I love it. Honestly, though, like, I feel like before before 2020, I definitely was on the track where I'm like, okay, you know, I'm making my way up through the arts. I'm figuring out what angle or proximity to the art I desire. So, and was using that to like inform my choices, career path choices on my journey to quote unquote success. Um, but it definitely was like in hourly or salary jobs. I'm Hmm. working nine to five. Well, until you're in theater and then you're working. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> You're working yeah. um,
0: exactly. in, in theory, theory.
2: <laughs> Exactly. on paper. Um, but, you know, just like keeping a very regular schedule and like at the whim of somebody else's, some other organizations or larger entities needs and found that like, oh, hold up. Wait, like yeah. I have these skill sets. I don't necessarily enjoy operating at like one hundred and seventy five percent all of the mm-hmm. time. Um, and i don't have to be i don't know like i don't have to like be renting an apartment in a really expensive city yeah. to work at a job that like if i quit right now i wouldn't be able to afford this apartment like how mm-hmm. are we able to oh yeah so i guess that's another facet of my definition of success is like being able to like support my means support myself with my means but like without that being like a ridiculous Yeah, amount of cost like financially so I've been like oh you know what if I have wi-fi I could be anywhere I could have my own tiny home I could live in a different country and get flown wherever I need to go because Mm -hmm. like the world is actually so much bigger than I think we're often allowed in our like white collar nine to five that you know that mystified story of success or example of success that we had been taught to aspire to i think most of us in our generation um but like oh actually i really can break that mold and i don't have to operate in that way and that's literally why i like left my job and started freelancing and you know have been knock on wood have been blessed to you know been be working consistently since then um but it definitely was like, okay, on a leap of faith, like, <laughs> yeah. I'm going to really strive toward my version of success. And I don't quite know what that path looks like, but I know that I have these skills and I have this network and like community. And how do we <laughs> continue to build together? Yeah. I mean, like for my own personal artistic dreams or goals, but also like for the betterment of the world as a whole. Yeah. It's- is my lofty Pisces. <laughs> yeah, I love it.
1: I think by you taking that leap of faith, you make space for other people who have a similar life stance to reach out and find you, right? Because yeah. you are living in the things that matter and the truth of that for yourself, right? And mm-hmm. there really is, I will, there have clearly been ups and downs of these past two years. And, you know, I'm literally talking to you in, A really run down, disgusting dump of a spot, but it's in Vermont. I did this last year too in a different, much better spot um, where I otherwise would never have been, but Mm -hmm. trying to marry my like life feelings of being in said mountains, you know, accessibility to that air and the nature and the skiing and all of that for me as a human to then be able to To show up for my artistry and figure – and recognize that it's going to happen the way it's supposed to happen, the big quotes, Um, and the trust in oneself to -hmm. know that if you've put the groundwork for you to be flexible in the ways in which the world is calling and then you want to answer towards, it will work itself out. Going back to manifesting, like I really, the older I get, or the, with the past couple of years specifically, I really mm-hmm. do believe that what is meant for you will find you, Absolutely. and I feel like you are a living example of that. Where you've now done like three sixty of ending up where you were, but in a totally different way that is more in alignment with where you are right now as an artist and the yeah. and the goals in which you're thinking and. How cool that an institution, an organization that you were a part of is now seeing you and recognizing you for your growth and being like, we still love you as a human being. Let's have you here in this capacity. Yeah. You know.
2: Totally. I thank you for saying that. (laughs) I feel it. You know, it's hard like when you're in the midst of it to really like take those steps back and see the optics of like, wow, look at my journey from like there to here and look at what I've learned or how I've grown. And how things have changed. Um, so it's just really nice to like, have other eyes on it that can reflect it yeah. back, which is why community is so freaking important because they yeah. like remind you of like where you were so so that you can be like, great, this is where I am. And like, how do we marry that? Um, but yeah, no, I, honestly, you're so right. Cause I'm like, I don't quite know how these opportunities, like, I don't know how I end up where I end up. I just like push toward, the thing that feels right in the moment that I feel drawn to do um, after lots of <laughs> agonizing thoughts <Yeah. laughs> behind it. But um, yeah, I really do feel like we each have a path, and like what is for you is for you. And like, you know, we make choices that set us like different forks in the road on like the path of life that we have options of blah, 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 uh, <laughs> as I get loftier. God forbid. Look, this
1: conversation,
2: um, <laughs> it's lofty as they come. <laughs> this is the stuff I think about all the time. Same. Too, it's Same.
1: No, it's great. great. It's, that's why I'm so grateful to be here. And if anybody's listening, you're welcome. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
2: exactly. You're welcome. Um, but yeah, no, I really do feel like we all have the path that's laid out and like, I feel like we end up where we're supposed to be, like, which can suck sometimes too. Like it's not always yeah. like sunshine and rainbows and whatever, but like, I think that there are learnings along the way. There are connections along the way. There are like chance encounters that inform future opportunities too. If you are able to tap into what feels right for yourself and then follow that path and the choices and decisions you're making and yeah. the ability to like evaluate that every, when a new fork comes up, I think is like probably the most helpful thing and is like not something that I think we have the opportunity to do as far as like with the luxury of time Mm. to have that type of introspection before the pandemic. I don't think that I would be where I am now had that not
1: happened. Yeah. Um, How are you holding on to the ability to keep Time for that reflection. If things are kind of trying to get back into what I would call like capitalistic structures,
2: <laughs> for sure. They really are. I came revving back. I really no. thought. We oh had no!
1: A reckoning. No, we were we were on the fast train. The train had been waiting. It wasn't even <laughs> in the wings. It was waiting on the track, and it was like, oh, the the track is kind of open. We are we are storm storming through. So exactly. no, the train is, it's, it happened. It's it's been oh my flying. Gosh.
2: I yeah. honestly what pushed us back to come back so soon. Like I know, I ready. know. Um, yeah, I think that's something I'm still navigating as I'm like newly confronted with it. I do think that being a freelancer has been really helpful in like, oh yeah, I might have time between contracts, or I get to choose when and where I'm seeking out work. And mm-hmm. I mean, that sounds really freaking like privileged elitist because like, I don't. It's not a given that there will just be things out here waiting for you, but like there are so many job opportunities and so much remote work happening now too. And it's like, yeah, if you decide that whatever you're doing right now isn't working for you, you can seek out something new that maybe can offer you some more time. Um, But yeah, so like I, I've bounced from contract to contract, but had a little time in between here and there um, to just like sit down and be like, okay, like, is this what I want to do? Is this where I'm going next? But, uh, I will say, too, like, my current goal is, like, I'm kind of at the whim of the work. Like, mm. I like I only will agree to do work that I feel called to do or, like, is I'll learn something from or, you know, is furthering my hopes about how we could move, I don't know, the human race, mankind forward. Yeah. Um, and so as I follow that work, I kind of am at the whim of, like, great. So now I'm going to be in this city and I'm going to be here. And so I don't know that I've reached the point yet where I have to look at and evaluate the structure that I'm in right now on this like quote unquote journey to success um, or my version of it. Uh, Yeah. I don't know that I've gotten there yet to be like, Mm -hmm. great. So what now? Because Mm -hmm. I'm kind of my own boss, like, which is like a new thing too, because then i now have the responsibilities of keeping myself on task and making sure I'm, i i'm not excited to file taxes boy will i tell you
1: <laughs> yo yo it's not a joke i mean we don't need to get into taxes cuz that's no, we don't. boring <laughs> but like yo that's there's a, like this year specifically i understood why i have an accountant and why, mm. and i'm grateful to pay them to not have to do the things as a freelancer myself yeah with i mean the amount of w2s and Ten ninety nines that I have is is I actually don't I'm 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 impressed actually about it in a very scary, not okay way. about the work especially if your accountant got you (laughs) oh my i mean they got me but it's like you know a price here like this isn't nothing's free you know it's like okay cool all this hard freelancing work is coming you know it comes back to you and you're like well Mm -hmm. that would have been nice if i had a single employer who was like here is the thing and you have some health and benefits and you know retirement fund and you're like well i guess that's the trade-off yeah do you believe in regret I ask that because as I was hearing you talk and reflecting for myself about, you know, as as artists, freelancers specifically, who don't have a specific path and therefore all of the paths are possibilities, which is a gorgeous freedom and also a scary thing. So when you make a decision, mm-hmm. is it the quote unquote right decision as opposed to like, it's just a decision and you can make a new one. But mm-hmm. Um, Are you somebody who looks back on your life choices and says, I wish I did this? Or are you somebody that's like, this has taught me this and led me here. And there's some form of acceptance through all of the decision making and therefore the trust that no matter what you decide, you have chosen that. And that is like an autonomous thing that you've given to yourself, no matter how it plays out. Sure.
2: Um, I think a little bit of both, Mm -hmm. actually. I think I lean a little bit more toward the second. I hold a couple of philosophies that I've just like made up in my brain. One of which being like, you know, you're on a life path. These choices are forks in the road and like, it takes you down whatever, but like the path of your life isn't one singular line. Like it's, I don't know, like veins or something like a Mm -hmm. system where like, there are many possible outcomes and it's based on the choices that you're making. Um, But I also believe another philosophy of mine that like, you are exactly where you're supposed to be in any given moment because you're there. Yeah, Like you and I are here talking about this because we're supposed to be and whoever's listening to this, it's because you're supposed to be. Mm -hmm. And there's something for you here, whether it's a learning or something positive or sometimes something negative too, which like, I don't wish on anyone, but like it happens. Or sometimes Mm -hmm. we make, you know, I don't think there are right or wrong choices. I just think there are like better or worse choices. Mm -hmm. That's a phrase that one of my mentors uh, who has passed on, Reggie Ray, shout outs, um, used to say, he would be like, yeah, there's not right or wrong, there's better or worse. And like, you make a choice, and then you have to live with the ramifications of that until, you know, there's another shift. Yeah. Um, so there are t- there are some choices that I made. I mean, I, I'm human, like, that I wish I hadn't, you know, or like, I wonder what, like, what if mm-hmm. sometimes, um, but I don't ever think I've been like, I would take it back. Because it's like the formation of how I got to the person I am now who is like on this journey of like falling in love with themselves and what figuring out what they're striving toward. And I feel like all those wrong choices were like or not wrong choices, excuse me, like not as beneficial choices, um helped the scaffolding too. Like you have to, it's like bumper cards. Like you have to hit a wall sometimes to know that like, that's not the lane you're supposed to be on mm-hmm. or like to allow you to re change your course, like some redirection happening too. Um, and so it's like, yeah, if this bad thing hadn't happened, then I wouldn't have met this person. Or right. if this bad thing hadn't happened, I wouldn't have known that's what, I, not what I wanted
1: mm-hmm. or not
2: what I needed and that I needed to make a change. Yeah. Um, Now, do I think that it ends up positive at the end of the day for every person? Not necessarily, no. Because, like, there are still choices to be made. And, like, are we listening to the learnings? Are we, like, internalizing those and using them to inform our way forward? Or, you know, doing the adverse? Um, And so, like, yeah, I don't fault anybody, like, for where they end up. But, like... It is up to us as the individual, and I think that's one of the major things that I've been learning in my adulthood. And as I'm like, yeah, navigating the world on my own, which I, like I've done for a long time, but like I feel like as you, you know, get some years, you gain a little more perspective mm-hmm.
0: too.
1: No, I I hear what you're saying, and I think. You know, I was listening to Glennon Doyle's podcast as I am ought to do on a weekly basis, and mm. uh, she one of the most recent episodes was about regret and how um, the definition of regret versus like remorse versus you know just like different again language, but how how it kind of perhaps impacts our choices because we hold onto the feeling of regret mm. rather than just simply like. Acknowledging this isn't necessarily what they're Ooh. they they talk about, but this is I guess my addition to the thoughts of like, you know, if you can acknowledge, I I wish this were different, or I wonder what would have happened, and then that is what it is. It doesn't become its own thing that takes on its own identity of well, then yeah. if I hadn't done this, and then it become we can build so gorgeously beautiful stories in in, in our brains that then we are actually not living presently, we're living mm-hmm. in. The what ifs or the regret land. Um, You know, so I think it's, I I love your mentor's advice. And I also, for me, I feel like I want to take it a step further of like, it's not even better or worse because even that's subjective. Yeah, it is. You know, like what's better or worse for me is perhaps completely the opposite for you, (laughs) arguably, you know, and, so, you know, especially when I coach material, I always ask like, how did that feel? I don't say mm-hmm. like, was that better? Or was that good? Because who, yeah. A, who cares? And B, it's completely irrelevant because your opinion is different than my opinion, which is different than their opinion. And also that doesn't matter either. How did that mm-hmm. feel for you? Mm-hmm. Right. And so, you know, I guess hearing that, I, I appreciate the like, is it better or worse? And I guess I want to also offer like Are you able to live with it? (laughs) You know, like, are you able to – where does it sit in your body? If it's spiraling up in your brain a bit, then that is something that maybe needs to be worked out. Or if it's sitting in your pit of your stomach, then how can we move it? Is it Mm -hmm. sitting in your heart, you know? And all of those things would affect the way in which you presently live in a different way and offering that there's movement – around those feelings, recognizing that perhaps it won't go away ever, Mm -hmm. but that it can be incorporated in your physical body and mind and heart and spirit and emotional life in different ways so that you don't harbor on it in some way.
2: Ooh, I love that. I mean, that's really powerful. Um, That's really powerful. Because I will say, like, as a person who, like, is on this journey and growing and whatever, like, not, there may not be, like, many things that I, like, quote, unquote, regret that I would take back because they have yeah. been integral in, like, me getting to where I am today. Yeah. But I do still, in this, I mean, shit, we talk about with our therapist, right? Like, harbor some sense of shame about yeah. moments in my past that I am le- learning in the process of navigating, Um, yeah. I suppose. And I think that's so powerful about, like, one, like what you were saying, Jennifer, about like where and how does that live in your body and like, can you live with it as like, I don't know, an evaluator thought when making choices, when making yeah. decisions, granted, you don't quite know what the choice, the outcome of the choice is going to be, but great. I mean, when do we ever? Yeah,
0: literally. <laughs> um,
2: yeah. but also, yeah, like being able to evaluate that and checking in with yourself and your physical being, mm-hmm. um, oh, I don't know. I'm like, I wish somebody had said this to me 20 years ago. <laughs>
1: yeah. I mean, I don't know. I don't have any of the answers to it either. And I yeah. also wish that this was said to me 20 years ago. And I, <laughs> that's a huge reason why I'm having these conversations now, Yeah. if even a single person listens to it, you know, or even if just the two of us sit here kikiing and nobody else yeah. does. Like, you know, I think it's really important that we reflect, and again, I'm super cerebral in that way, but I, that we reflect on, on the way in which our life choices are exactly that. They're life choices, you know, and and they're not good or bad, they just are. Yeah. And then we have the choice of how we want to feel about it, and then what we perhaps want to do about it, if anything.
0: Mm. Um,
1: but all of that is yours, it is your choice. <laughs> exactly. Um, hopefully, granted, there's obviously other things, but Hopefully when push comes to shove, it's yours. And you know, perhaps like taking back the ownership over that too, of like so many of these things. If we're talking in the land of regret or looking back, it's like these things perhaps happened to you, even though you were the thread through which you experienced them. So you Mm -hmm. were there. But we we can often, you know, blame or whatever all the other things that they did it to us, but we were there. And so then how can we choose to? move forward with that, Mm -hmm. Um, you know? And I don't know, I think it goes back to, you know, all these lofty things, but it goes back to the imposter syndrome aspect about it of coming in, uh, which is also related to what you were talking about with shame. Like it's all correlated of I don't feel worthy in some way of being here or owning that in myself. Mm -hmm. It also goes back to this idea of success, right? Where it's, okay, well, if this has happened to me, then how how am I going to even be able to be worthy of this thing? Or if I took this different path and now it's taking me 80 steps away from what seems to be getting closer to my arbitrary quote unquote success goal, right? All of those things I really do think are related back to, as we talk this through and as I'm hearing myself speak, like really related back to just autonomy of choice And then recognizing that no matter what choice you have made, it's Mm -hmm. still yours. Absolutely. Which is power.
2: You know? I was talking about this last night under the like incoming full worm moon in Virgo. (laughs) Yes. It's popping, y'all. Please look at the moon. Is absolutely that. Like, as we're moving forward and navigating life and becoming the adults who we're going to be and like mm. reconfiguring and evaluating like our own individual philosophies about how and why we want to make or decisions moving forward. That it is exactly about that. The fact that like at a certain point you have to cast off these like other naysayers or voices or things that you've been mm-hmm. like told should be one way. And once you formulate your own opinion on it, like make your choice, like Mm -hmm. it's your life and you are the person who's gonna be navigating either the joys of that or the shame in the pit of your stomach because of the choices you're making. And so to find and step into your power because like every individual has like their own perspective, right? Like we're all sharing, like we're all engaging the world but like based on our own social location, um, individual experiences, And, uh, yeah, based on those two things and whatever else, we're seeing the world differently. Like, we all have our own perception of what's happening. And some of it's, there's fact somewhere in there in our shared perceptions, but there's also, like, the way that you as an individual experience the world. And um, I was saying, like, how powerful, I was saying to a friend last night, how powerful is it that, yes, so there's this fact that, like, we're all having our own perceptions, but that also means that we all have our own individual power
1: because Mm -hmm.
2: our choices and our actions are impacting not only ourselves, but others. And so like, how are you choosing to use your power as you navigate the earth period? And that can be personally, that can be in the arts, like, but I think that there's some kind of like one, like a joy and a pride that you can take in that and an ownership of that. And something restorative in that when you're feeling impostery or when you're unsure about a choice to make like just know that like whatever one you make for yourself if it feels right for you and your body then like trust yourself because like yourself (laughs) is going to try to steer you toward the thing that you want your definition of success whether you know what it is at the time or not and whether it changes or not um Hopefully it's getting you closer to where you're supposed to be. And the only, and yeah, I'm like, and who
1: even knows what that is? Except for you when you get there. Yeah. Yeah. And on that gorgeous, gorgeous wrap up, I feel like that was like, couldn't have been more of a better bow.
0: So thank you. (laughs) Thank you for doing that for me.
1: Oh God. Yeah. I feel like just that section alone, I'm going to go back and replay for myself whenever Mm. I'm feeling like I need a pump up about like, remembering my worth and remembering my power and reminding myself that it's in me always and it's just my whatever's that need to be like sparked to ignite it right um so thank you for that gorgeous little wrap up for the listener how within your boundaries can they find you support the work that you're doing um uh, reach out to you if they want to either collaborate or share whatever, like what are, what is the best way to find you and the work? Well, thank you for
2: that. Um, I am on Instagram at the jazz hall that's jazz with one Z. Um, I also have an email address <laughs> that you're welcome to use, which is jazz hall again with one Z 19 at gmail.com. Um, happy to be an ear or I love mentoring or just like talking. not even mentoring. I'm like that that creates like an interesting dynamic, but like, please talk to me y'all. Um, I also, my artistic collective womb, which has been on kind of hiatus as I've been like navigating shifts. We'll see how it manifests again soon um, is at space, And I also just wanted to shout out a couple other organizations yes. that I'm a part of too, yeah. or well, rather one organization I'm a part of and really believe in is In the Margin Collective, which is like an artistic nonprofit made up of like interdisciplinary artists and it's community oriented. We recently produced the New American Theater Festival, which was works done by, I think, nearly all POC, new up-and-coming playwrights directed by the same. And in conjunction, we did it with uh, B Street Theater, which was like an amazing month-long festival of work. Um, But In the Margin is like a huge family and it's everybody like sharing information and Mm. working together and using their multifaceted skill sets to like grow each other forward Mm. um, for the betterment of the world. So if you're down, check it out. It's in the margin.org. And on IG, it's in the margin underscore I um, I love them dearly. Shout outs. And then another very useful, um, I don't know, j- just a useful yeah. entity that I have found is the Open Path Collective. We've talk- touched on the topic of therapy several times during this session. And for anybody who's like, struggling or, you know, just could use some financial support in terms of accessing therapy or, you know, you live somewhere where you're like, I don't think there's going to be a therapist who can like speak to my specific issues. Um, the open path collective is like a group. It's a nonprofit with a group of therapists, mental health professionals where you can get like in-person or online visits. Um, on like a really like a sliding scale. I don't think any session is more than like $60 wow. per person after you pay like one, a one-time membership fee of like 50 something dollars. Wow. Um, so yeah. And, and it's all like need based, like whether it's financial need or like there's not someone who can speak to what I need to where I live. They're happy to work with you too. So just shout outs. That's where I found my most recent therapist and she's wonderful.
1: I love that. Thank you for that. Um, as you know, cause you've been a part of this community, the whole point of any of this is to expand one support system yeah. and circle of support. And, um, I'm going to go check out those organizations as well because uh,
0: they sound like my people.
1: So um, so I feel, you know, I feel like this is yet another invitation to you, dear listener, um, to if this is speaking to you and this feels like this is in your lane of language and whatever we're talking about, then uh, go support the work of these individuals and also just be curious about the ways in which they can help you help you and you can help them. And it's all a mutual situation. Um, I adore you so, so much and I'm so grateful to you. Thank you for letting me go on philosophical thought processes today. I I think I needed that despite the fact that I had no idea. I, mean, I do I always want that but exactly I'm like also I live
2: there so I don't know what you're thinking me I'm like this is my preferred form of communication same
1: same 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 but I guess like you know when when I invite somebody on a podcast and I'm like hey we're gonna just talk philosophy today you know it's like not yeah. as, as cute of a, an ask so thank you for indulging me and going on this journey with me and for always showing up so honestly and truthfully and authentically and vulnerably and um just leading by example in a way that I, aspire to and continue hoping to develop within myself so mm-hmm. thank you as per usual. um this is just the beginning i imagine i'll probably have you back in some capacity on this podcast um, <laughs> and also clearly within eac programming because you've been a part of it since its inception so thank you for always mm-hmm. being here
2: ah, forevermore yay
0: <laughs> until next time
2: until next time
0: If I could have this conversation over and over and over again, if I could put myself back with jazz and have a version of this every single day of my life, I would. I know this was perhaps a lofty and conceptual episode, but I really do believe in the core of my being that talking about these things and naming them, putting them into the world, allows us to actually connect further with one another as opposed to separating us. Conversations like this one remind me what it means to be human, what it means to be an artist, and what it means to find community and like-minded individuals who are willing to engage in the hard things. If you feel the same, I invite you to like, subscribe, follow, and more importantly, review us wherever you listen to podcasts. This allows us to continue having these types of conversations and reaching like-minded individuals like yourself. If this was not for you, just let all that slide. As always, you can find us on Instagram at Empowered Artist Collective, on our TikTok at Empower Artist Collective, and on our website at EmpoweredArtistCollective.com. I am so grateful that you have tuned in yet again, and I look forward to having you back next week. Until then.